Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are talking with Jill Reeks. She is the National Account Director at Boston Magazine and a fellow NACE member, so let's get after it. Jill, how's everything going? It's good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to talk because the topic today is something that I literally know nothing about, and that's the truth, so I'm (laughs) I'm very, very excited to kind of dive into this. Uh, so well, I guess let's start at the beginning. What? Uh, how'd you get started in uh, print? Yeah, well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, so I started, I kind of fell into the industry at first. Um, out of college, I was living in New York City, looking for a job in marketing or communications and fell into a media buying role at an agency. So a very large agency working on some big accounts. I started on Crafts Foods. So um, print was just the, the team I fell into at the time, which, which was great. I was a fan of magazines. Um, and it was just a great fit for me. It was a great way to learn at that time. You know, budgets were, were huge. It was 2010. Um, so print, you know, Kraft Foods owns a bunch of CPG brands. They were doing a ton of work, um, in advertising. So it was a great learning experience for me. It was awesome. And from there, I kind of stayed at agency side for about eight years before moving over to the sales side about two years ago. So long time in the career so far and it's going well. <laughs> and that you, you said you started though in New York. Yeah. I was in New York. How'd, for, you, how'd you get to Boston? Yeah. So I was in New York for about eight years. I'm from Boston originally though. So oh, um, coming back home. Yep. Always wanted to get back here. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of motivated you? Cause I, I noticed that you also do Boston weddings. Yep, yep. So what, what pushed you into the wedding market? Yeah, so I started at Boston Magazine um, in June of 2019, and uh, so it's been two and a half years now. In the past uh, about a year, I got pushed onto the wedding brand as well, which has been awesome. I actually was a COVID bride myself, so I got married in June of 2020 and went through that whole process of rescheduling my large celebration till last summer. Um, so during that time, my management thought it would be a good opportunity for me to kind of get involved in the wedding space just because I was familiar with the industry, what's going on, kind of tapped in there. So they're right. I mean, I think it's a great fit for for my personality. And, you know, I've been meeting some awesome people and I love, I just planned three weddings on my own and I love, I love weddings. So it's a good fit. Yeah, no, that's awesome. They're like, oh, you're going to understand how every bride feels right now. Let's, exactly. uh, let's go ahead and have you do this. <laughs> exactly. Which they're not wrong, you know? It, yeah. I do get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so one thing that I like to do when it comes to the episodes is I plan out, you know, questions and that kind of stuff in advance. And I kind of have an episode template in case the people that are listening didn't realize I actually do put forth some kind of effort into this. <laughs> uh, and what I think excites me the most is I don't know anything about print or print advertising. And that's, you know, just like right, wrong or indifferent. Um, when people like videographers, for example, are kind of talking about advertising, you don't normally hear them talk about print. You know, it's like, oh, should I advertise on the notch? Should I advertise on wedding uh-huh. wire? Should I uh-huh. do, you know what I mean? Facebook ads, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. So I guess I'm going to have a, a lot of really dumb questions. That's fine. So, please, so please don't, and please don't take anything that I'm saying 
Like, like I don't mean any offense by anything. Like when, so please don't, please don't take that the wrong way. Like I'm trying no. to challenge print. Like I just don't. I'm very, very curious on, on the whole print aspect. So I guess let's let's kind of start with why print. Yeah, totally. Um, and it prints honestly a little easier than everything else. It's a little more straightforward. So it's not too hard to understand. Um, so print, I mean, especially locally, like Boston for, um, our wedding industry community and for Boston magazine and Boston weddings, I think it's just, there's something really special about being able to see people, you know, um, and weddings, you know, you know, in the upcoming issue, for example, it's our real weddings issue. We're going to be featuring real weddings from around New England. Um, which is super cool for people to see in print, you know, see your fellow vendors, you know, things like that. So um, I think there's just something really important about having a print magazine. People still like that experience of holding on to something, spending time with it, reading it, Um, especially our magazine. We're given out for weddings at registries, venues, bridal shops, all the places brides are going. So it makes, it makes sense for them to kind of see who every kind of, across the gamut of vendors who, who they'll want to book. It's a great inspiration for them. And just, you know, it's the best, it's a good way to plan, not the best way, a great way to plan. <laughs> and the not, the non wedding wire, they're obviously great. I mean, I went through planning myself, um, definitely looked in there a bit, but it really is. It's very broad. It's very national focused. I know you can filter by area, but um, a brand like ours, you know, it's a premium product. It's, it's something people are, trust just because of our best of Boston that we give out once a year, you know, we put our edit puts a lot of effort into it and they're locally based. So it just makes a lot of sense to, I think, you know, keep it more local when you're talking wedding planning. Yeah. You know, one thing that I've noticed about new England just in general is that local aspect. So just kind of just, I've, I've met planners that have made comments to me about like, Oh, you know, like, where are you based out of? I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm in Plymouth mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh yeah. Give us all your contact information. Cause the last, the, you know, the last crew was from New York mm-hmm. and they want to deal with right. somebody that's a new Englander, mm-hmm. which is a very, like, I can appreciate that. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But that was also like one of those things I was like, Oh, like that's different. Like that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree that having like a tangible product in your hand, Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's ironic that we're talking about this because I literally just read an article today about uh, clothing and just the way that the way people buy clothing has mm-hmm. kind of like, it's, it's just kind of ruining a bunch of different things. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is back in the day, you would go to a store, go to like a nice dressing room, try on clothes, find the ones that fit, and then those would be the ones that you bought. Because mm-hmm. you could you could feel it, you could see it. You know what I mean. I'd say yeah. you could smell it, but you shouldn't be smelling clothes in a dressing room. That's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but then today, they said like thirty five to forty percent of all clothing is bought online, mm-hmm. so everybody has a free return, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But if you buy clothing and then you return it because say the shirt's the wrong size, um, they can't resell it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's because they, they assume that I, I guess that you weren't hygienic. I don't know. Oh, and that I'm being, well, and, and to their point, you can't really bank on that, I guess. Right. Uh, so the clothing is either destroyed, goes to a landfill, or it's like hacked up into parts to be reused in other pieces. 
Oh, wow. And uh, so with that being said, the reason why that's happening is people don't have ready access to like go try it on. And the same thing Mm -hmm. can be said with like print. Like you have something in, like you can flip through a page. You can, there is, there is like a cool aesthetic with that, that I also think is kind of missing anymore mm-hmm. too. Cause mm-hmm. as I'm talking to you, I have a tablet open with my notes. I've got a laptop in front of me. That's got the zoom thing on it. You know what I mean? Like I have another computer mm-hmm. sitting over there and, um, but nothing down here is like, like it's just like picking up a book. Like there's nothing better yeah. than like picking up. Like I still read book books. Like I, yeah. I, I don't do Amazon or cause I like to feel a book is right. weird as that probably sounds, but the, um, no, and you're, you're catching people at a time where they're where they're looking for that experience. You know, they're not just scrolling aimlessly on Instagram through their phone and oh, like maybe they'll see your picture or an ad on there or something. But yeah, hopefully um, you tag that hashtag right. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's something you know they're reading edit, they're engaged in it, so then they see you aligning with that edit and they're like, oh, that makes sense. Like, let me check them out. What uh, what markets are typically? Like, I guess like what, what target market would be say Boston magazine? Like, are you, are you looking at like mid-level luxury markets? Like what, what do you think print is really kind of focused on? For Boston magazine specifically, just because we are more of a premium brand, not even biased to say that we genuinely are, um, are we reach a really affluent audience. So for us, mostly it's you know, like our distribution is focused around the city, um, kind of like the Weston, Wellesley, Newton area, um, kind of the higher end markets. I mean, but we do span across the whole state, of course. And, you know, it's a similar model for all regional magazines kind of operate that way. You know, back in my in my early days, I worked with, you know, a lot of national magazines, all the Condé Nast brands, things like that, which, you know, cover the whole, the whole country. So it's really, you know, it's different. But for Boston specifically, I would say, you know, the city and surrounding towns nearby are our sweet spot. And then we, of course, have reach, you know, across the whole, the whole state and Cape and Islands, all of that. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks, cause I, I've obviously seen Boston magazine and I've you know been on the website and that kind of stuff. It definitely looks like it's targeting more uh, fine art. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like mm-hmm. I was just, you know what I mean? Like that's just, that's the target demographic. That's cool. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that you talked that magazines, uh, that, well, specifically Boston Magazine is available at like, like say bridal shops, dress shops, that kind of stuff. Uh, did I say something wrong? No, no. Oh, uh, You're correct. You're correct. Because <laughs> what, what I wanted to talk about was just like the reach of magazines just in general, because, and I'm, I'm only, this is very anecdotal. Mm-hmm. So our Brittany's younger brother just got engaged. So they're, they're in Southern California and they obviously called us because you know I do weddings. So they were yeah. like, Oh, what should we do? And Brittany like started going around to different stores looking for any bridal magazine just in general. And wow. she couldn't find any. So, you know, she went to target. Uh, I think she swung through Michael's like she hit like the, the larger, larger stores. And then she was just like one, they don't really have a whole lot of magazines, period. It's not like, like when I was younger, there was like an entire, you know, mm-hmm. like six shelves that was devoted to magazines at a, like the grocery store even. But uh, what, 
like how I guess how are like what's the best way for a couple to kind of for if if I was say advertising in the magazine what would be like how would I go about like assuming that the couple is getting getting a copy of it does that make yeah. sense yeah and to answer your the story you just told I think it's just it's a, it's a hard time right now because I can speak for Boston Wedding specifically we didn't publish for the past year when we you know we normally would have um. you know, two issues but it didn't feel like the right time. You know, obviously the industry was going through a tough time. We didn't have any advertising support, so we can't publish without that. Um, yep. So we, we kind of put it on pause. We folded it into our bigger Boston magazine. We had some um, advertisers for wedding in our July and December issue, but that's probably why they couldn't find any because we took a little break and I'm sure other magazines like brides or something like that likely followed in our footsteps. I would think, cause you know, it was a tough time for COVID. So Moving forward, you will be seeing them again. Um, like I said, ours is coming out in December, and then we're going to be reinstating our two times a year frequency as of next year. So they'll be they'll be back. But anyway, your other question was about distribution in general, just kind of how how they how they'll get it. Yeah, just like it, how how is it getting in front of brides? Yeah, yeah. So basically, for or us, couples. I, mean, I guess I shouldn't just think about brides, but couples. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, people, people sign up for it just like they would any magazine. You can subscribe, get it, get in your home. It's on the newsstand. Um, also just for weddings specifically, we do try to really target that distribution just because it's a more of a niche audience. Um, our magazine, we guarantee 25,000 circulation. Um, but yes, yeah, so we partner with relevant like bridal shows or industry events that want to partner with us. Like, um, this summer I went to big fake wedding, things like that. Um, that want to, you know, have a partnership and then bridal shops, you know, will opt to receive it as well. Jewelers. Um, I know there's a store in Newton that we have a great partnership with and other fine jewelers. They'll just kind of registries like Bloomingdale's when I registered there, I was given a copy, different venues I visited. They have copies. Um, usually like they'll be a part of it and then they'll also want to give it out to their, you know, brides or couples. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm going to a dress shop and I'm trying on dresses, cause that's something that I do, um, <laughs> you know, I could probably see it, you know, sitting there like they would have yeah. copies of it and that yeah. kind of stuff. That's cool. They should. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, they better. Yeah. Uh, Order more. <laughs> so, you know, I, I talked about the target audience and, you know, you had mentioned, um, obviously being in the higher end market mm-hmm. and when you're, so I'm assuming then that you're, that that's kind of like narrowing down into planners because most planners kind of run the show at that market, if that makes sense. Like there, and that's, there's nothing I wrong with that. That's, yeah. That's just, they're, they're the, once, once you're in the luxury market, the planner is kind of the gatekeeper. Yes and no. I mean, I will say based on what I, I mean, all the advertisers we work with, which um, hopefully is a good, you know, hint as to what what we're, they're going after. I mean, they're not people who would work with planners necessarily. They're definitely across, you know, areas of specialty and things like that. There's not, I wouldn't say we hear that a lot, that it's, you know, planners are the gatekeeper there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I get what you're saying, totally. Um, higher end weddings often include a planner, but as absolutely not. And just because our, our audience is affluent and that I, I definitely feel that way for Boston magazine. Um, 
it's all subscription-based and those towns are certainly of interest. For weddings, though, I think, you know, like I said, just because they are at those events and those stores and registries, things like that, um, there are a variety of people picking it up. So I don't think they're only people who work with planners. I think they're people who would want to see people, you know, vendors that they're looking for across every area. And we will be right back. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Wahlbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. Yeah, and you know, one thing I'm going to kind of point out to the listeners is... Um, my personal opinion is that there should be a kind of logical progression. So you, you start off at one price and then throughout the years that price goes up and up and up and that you, you should be moving into new markets. Like that's just Mm -hmm. my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, some people are perfectly content with their at, um, however, if you are moving into newer markets, I think that it's very important that people understand what those, you know, couples in those markets are looking at or looking for. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing that Jill has really driven home is that, and well, this is a good thing, is that in these, you know, higher end, you know, luxury markets, they are still looking at print. You know, they, they are still like, and that's, and I think that it's important that when you start to break into those markets that you start to think like, what, what is my couple going to be doing? And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and this is nothing against wedding wire, you know what I mean? But it's, you know, they're, they're probably not on wedding wire. They're, you know, they're, that's just how it is. And there's, there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with wedding wire the knot. Like we used to advertise on the knot and that kind of stuff. And, um, you do kind of price out of the knot at some point. Like that's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, there's a ton of good people on there. And like, I, I, I see people in Facebook groups, like hate all over the knot and wedding wire and that kind of stuff. And people can make a living off that website. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I also, totally. yeah, I think it's important though, that you understand your audience. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, just like you said, like Boston Magazine, you know, the, our larger sister publication. Um, yeah, like we we have 65,000 as our guaranteed audience. So like, yeah, it's a lot of people in the area that that value print, you know, that, that magazine is 90% subscription-based. So people are, you know, asking for it, paying for it for the year. So they, they want to see it. So yeah, it's definitely a value in print. Just on the surface, you would think that photography would be better for print just it's just it's just you know what i mean like it's easier for a photograph to be in print so is there is there a way to translate video over to print 
I know it's an interesting thought. Um, I would say, yeah. Um, my suggestion would be, I know video, right? You need, you need to really see it. So something new that we have actually, which is interesting for that thought is a QR code that could be driving to your site. Yeah. That's something that could be really cool because we recently actually brought that on. Um, that's and, really, you know, that's really gonna do. and as of recent, as of recent times, you wouldn't, I would never have thought of it even suggesting something like that. However, um, you know, through COVID now QR codes has made a comeback. Like, they, you know, you can't go to a restaurant without one and that's how you read your menu. So we just, we just came up with that functionality. So people have the option to put that on a print ad and it's a really good, a call to action is really important. I think for that, for something like video where you need to see, you know, see it. Another good option would be Instagram. Um, we have our Boston weddings, Instagram, handle which has 15.1 thousand followers right now always changing of course growing um as you know instagram is another huge area so that's another that would be another great opportunity just to align with our brand but get out of print and you know really show off you're an actual example of your video i do have hashtag uh, boston wedding magazine on all of my um, posts it's just gonna oh, that, that good see <laughs> tag them <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, the the people listening, have probably heard me say this about a billion times now. Um, Instagram, so vendor referrals is our number one referral, obviously. Instagram is number two. Mm. However, I haven't looked in the last couple of months, but a few months ago, uh, Instagram was the highest paying. So while it was the second, you know, in line for referrals, it was paying out more than vendors. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No. So it's, you know, being on social media is important. Yeah, totally. Like it's, it is definitely important. Yeah. And we've seen a big increase, you know, we do, we can do sponsored posts and takeovers. So we've seen a big increase in people wanting to do that as well. Yeah. Now I know before we started recording, you had mentioned, because like one thing that people like the first thing that I thought about when I was thinking about print was, well, how is print competing online? Because everything is online nowadays. Like that's, um, so I guess a, how is it competing? And then B, you had said that there were, um, some things that you actually wanted to chat about with like Boston weddings and that kind of stuff. So yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. It's funny. Actually, when we just went back to my New York city first job days, um, yeah, I started like purely print and then very soon after it got, we got turned into integrated publishing. So that meant like anything that a, a magazine had in their kind of wheelhouse, which, you know, kept increasing every year of what that included, um, we would handle. So similar like that, you know, magazines quickly realized they needed to get, you know, a lot more advanced um, digitally, obviously to compete, as you said. So yeah, our website, we're on bostonmagazine.com. There's a whole wedding vertical too. We have various verticals, travel, arts and entertainment, things like that. Um, so yeah, tons of options there. Instagram, as I said, is like, I would say our second biggest growing tool for the wedding category specifically, just because as you know, as we both know, um, that's a big place people look while they're planning. I certainly did. Um, and then we also, yeah, we have things like dedicated e-blasts. So we have um, lists that we get through those partnerships that I mentioned before with events, with like bridal shows or things like that, where we get um, 
you know, information from brides. And so we kind of refresh those all the time, make sure they're, they're relevant still. Um, and we can send out an e-blast to them. You kind of put in some creative, whatever messaging you'd like. Again, a call to action is, is the best kind of use of those. Um, you can click to your website, things like that. And we have digital custom content as well on our website. So those are basically articles that look like edit that tell more about your business, show photos, videos, um, and again, drive right back to your site. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool options out there. So could you just, because we've mentioned it a couple of times, could you give us a good example of a call to action? Yeah. So a call to action, I mean, immediately I would think like a hotel or a venue things like that. I mean, when they would have booked travel, they would say, um, exclusive to Boston magazine readers, you'll get 30% off your stay and click here to book. And then they can track it through their link and see how many people they're getting by buying an e-blast with us, something like that. Cool. Yeah. I was just, I was curious to see what, Yeah. cause you know, my, uh, I think my call to actions are horrible. So oh, really? that was really, that was really a self-centered question, but uh, no, totally, totally. It's like, I mean, any, yeah, anything like visit here to fill out this form. Like if you're, I don't know, win something, anything like that, that makes people really want to do it and put their information in. I think that's the best way. I mean, obviously a discount or something like that, it's always appealing, but yeah, I, um, when it comes to wedding videography for beginners, the, I have a Facebook ad running and I, you know, I went through like AB testing and that kind of stuff to where, you know, I, I think I did five, I did five different descriptions, five different titles, five, you know, five of every block. And then I literally let that run for like 10 days. And then I just yeah. tallied up which ones had the most counts. And then that's, mm-hmm. so for all of you that have clicked on that link and you're now listening to it, now, you know, the, the rhyming to the, to what you're looking at. So but yeah, no, I think, I think advertising is a very, it's such a nuanced thing. Like it, yeah. it, it does seem like it's this ever changing animal and that you, mm-hmm. you it need is. to be, you need to be very flexible and like up with everything and, and mm-hmm. also understanding your market, like mm-hmm. knowing where your target couple is shopping. Right. And I, I think, right. I don't think a lot of people do a good job with that, to be honest with you. I think a lot yeah. of people you know, they, they might be putting their money in the wrong stuff. If that makes sense. I, so. I agree. I agree. People get like stuck in their ways or like, you know, like old something. They, they just keep doing the same thing for years. It's good to switch it up. Try something new. Yeah, no, we, uh, it's funny. I, uh, when I first came out here and I was at the, the power plant, the expression that I heard from literally every one of my staff members was, this is the way that we've always done it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sadly, we were like one of the worst performing nuclear power plants on the Eastern seaboard. So I would have to remind them like the way that you've always done it is not right. Right. Like that's like, you guys got to get out of this mindset that I've been doing everything right because you're not like it's, Mm -hmm. and that's also okay. And I think a lot of people have a hard time, um, like having that internal conversation and being like, you know what? I I do need to switch what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. Because you know, unless, unless it's working well, I mean, hey, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it, goes, mean, it goes both ways. Yeah, if it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What uh, I know, have, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna say we have we have partners like that who have been, you know, 
were there for years and years. And that just proves that it is, that, that it is working for them or just aligning with our brand in general works for them. Um, so that's what I was going to say. Like that's the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if you are seeing an ROI and that kind of stuff, then obviously, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to, um, <laughs> but you, you typically, for most people that are like in that position, they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're doing something that they're like, Oh, and they, right. then they'll like argue with you over what they're like. No, it is working. You're like, dude, yeah. you're spending $75 on a click. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Totally. But uh, I know, I know that you have a hard stop, so I'm trying to keep us on track. Yeah, is, for sure. Is there, is there anything else you want to talk about with print? I was just thinking about how, you know, I know we know each other from Nice, which is a great community and, you know, being part of local organizations like that is, is super helpful to network and meet people. And I was just going to say that the only other thing to think about, you know, with our magazine and just, something like that in general, um, as we've talked about the digital capabilities, it's going to be capabilities like events as well and things like that to network, you know, kind of meet your fellow advertising buddies if you are an advertiser. Um, we are we have like magazine launch events where you're going to have um, another event next summer or next spring called Bubbly Brunch where that's a consumer-facing event where brides will be, you know, can buy tickets to come. So it's things like that too that kind of form a bigger family and an organization with the brand as well. So just another way that we kind of like expand beyond the magazine, if you will. Now, when you when you said the uh, big fake wedding, yeah, is that something that Boston Weddings puts on? No, we just okay. kind of we we partnered with them. They look for media media partners, and so we participated with them. Cool. Can you can you um, kind of describe that for everybody? The big fake wedding. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically it was my first time attending last summer, so I really I'm, not, I'm no expert, but um, it was basically different vendors putting on a big fake wedding. It was like it was at um, warehouse in Somerville. I forget the numbers associated with it. Um, and yeah, there was different different vendors. They kind of set up a little ceremony. They set up. Um, tables, decor, everything. It was basically just like a, an assortment of different vendors um, that that put together a fake wedding. And again, there was a tickets involved. Brides could buy tickets, come see it. Um, and it was cool. It was a cool experience. But and then the night before, they also had, um, for any um, participants um, who were involved, you know, putting it on or the media sponsors got to kind of do a little networking cocktail hour before. So that was also cool thing to do. Yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, again, something like a point that I want to drive home is a lot of people don't really appreciate the power of networking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like especially this industry, it's just so important. Yeah. And I keep trying to, like, I, I had somebody reach out to me, uh, that was just asking, you know, about some comments about their, you know, Instagram and that kind of stuff. And I just, I asked him, I was just like, you know, what, what are you doing to kind of get yourself in front of people? And they were like, well, nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's, that's why you're not getting leads. Like you, right. you have to like, you know, I can't stress this enough. Like other vendors and planners want to recommend people that they like know. 
the people that they feel comfortable working with. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to recommend just anyone like a, you know what I mean? Like there's right. just not, um, I'm trying to think of who it was. It was Chris Jesperson. I was talking to him and he was just like planners want to recommend people that they've had a drink with. Mm-hmm. He was just like, that's just how that works. Like that's, mm-hmm. they're comfortable. They know that they're going to work well with you, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, I think that a lot of people kind of discredit the power you know, of say NACE. And that's what, mm-hmm. you know, me and Lynn were talking about last week on yeah. that podcast mm-hmm. was like that, that, that network is very, very powerful. Totally. Like that's, that's how we got here. Right. I mean. <laughs> yeah. No. In fact, while we were sitting here, I had to mute my watch because I got a text message from somebody in NACE asking me if I wanted to uh, second shoot with them here in the next couple of weeks. And Amazing. Well, it's George. I've, okay. I've second shot with him over the weekend. Like he's, he's, you know, whenever he's in a pinch, he shoots me. He's like, Hey man, you available? But it's great. But you know, I get a chance to work with George. Like right. he works at really nice venues and that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, it's fun. It's also, we know each other. So it's fun to work with each other, but right. I met him literally through NACE. Yeah. Like I would right. have never had any contact with him. I knew exactly who his company was. Because when you Googled Boston wedding videographer, they came up first. Mm. So when I was doing my SEO research and that kind of stuff, like I would constantly see it. And it's just ironic that now, you know, we're friends. We give each other work and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's why, yeah, I'm excited for um, us to be able to do events again. Because I think it's such an important way to, you know, get everyone together and network and celebrate basically the industry. It's, you know, especially after the past 18 months. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, um, yeah, no, I mean, people, people, they'll, they'll learn. They'll either adapt or they won't. So. Yeah, totally. Totally. But, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to chat about? I don't know. Did I answer? Do you feel like you understand print? Is there anything else I can tell you about it? You know, I, I'm, I'm really glad that we did talk. I'm glad personally that we talked because we are geared more for the luxury market. Mm. So we personally, like our brand is leaning more towards that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that it's good. Um, it's very good to understand where our couples and planners are looking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, this was a self-appreciating episode after you know, it wasn't meant to be, but once. Yeah, <laughs> no, good. And I was going to like, Look, like the magazine, you always see a lot of venues, the hotels, they're there and they have to be there to, you know, main, maintain, you know, be competitive with, the, with their, their other hotels in the market. There's so many venues, obviously. Things like videographers, actually, like not a ton there, which I could look at as a good thing. Honestly, you, you can look at it both ways, you know, be competitive with your, like all the hotels. Um, I think something like that is, is a better opportunity, though, because you know, then you'll really stand out. Like there's not a million videographers in one issue. It's, it's like, we're the premium one. Look at us. We're here. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And I think people yeah. should kind of take note of that. Cause it's, I doubt that the Boston area would be unique in that. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that to be facetious, but no. you know, if you're in San Diego, LA, Dallas, like you're, it's probably a similar thing to where, mm-hmm. You know, you could probably stand out in the crowd by right. doing something like that. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 
I'm glad you learned something today. I'm glad. I did. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll definitely, once we get the magazine going, I'll send you some and you can give those to that, the couple who needed them. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and yourself. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'm going to definitely pick one up. I'm going to look into a subscription. You've, you've piqued my curiosity now. So good. Yes. (laughs) Love to hear that. (laughs) Well, Jill, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, you know, it was obviously great talking to you. You know, I want everybody to check out Boston Magazine. You can check them out on Instagram at Boston Wedding, and you can check them out at Boston Magazine. Is it Boston Weddings or Boston yeah. Wedding? S at the end, yes. I, I, so I had a typo there. So at Boston Weddings. Yes. Um, and of course, you can check out bostonmagazine.com. You know, it, like I said, thank you. I know it's you know hard to carve out time in your day and that kind of stuff. So I really, really do appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Was, no, thank you awesome. for having me. This was fun. Yeah, no, it's good. So be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy, and we will talk to everyone next week. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.